Hey everybody, it's HR here with the Curse Crew, and I decided that uh, I'm not going to play a game for you guys today. I'm going to do something more D&D related, I guess you should say, since this is still a D&D channel. Uh, we can still talk about D&D, you know? Uh, we should probably start off with a little bit about, like, about how I got into D&D, probably. We should probably start with that, you know? That's a simple thing to start off with. It's basically just me talking about how I got into D&D and how much I know about D&D. <laughs> okay, so let me start off with saying that I've been playing D&D for about, I think, like, two years now? No, 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 no. Three years. It's been three years, I think. I started off when I, uh, I started when I first moved out of my parents' house, you know? And that was after high school. Right after high school, I moved out of my parents' house, and I got my own place, you know, with my, with, with my roommate, and I started looking around, and I started saying, what can I do when I'm bored, you know? And I saw something about D&D. Now, at the time, I knew what D&D was. This is made because of uh, things like Spongebob or other TV shows where they showed D&D. And I kind of had an idea what it was. I just never got time to play it. You know, I wanted to play it, but I never had the time because my friends who had, who were playing D&D, they were already in, far deep in the campaign and they couldn't have another player join in, you know. And I also wasn't the most sociable kid, you know, people knew, people, people knew me, people, I have friends, people just, I guess I did, I wasn't comfortable enough asking them, hey, do you want to play D&D together, or hey, do you know anyone who can play D&D with me, you know, but I still knew what it was, I was still, I still knew what it was, I had an idea of what it was, to the point where I actually, uh, I actually started coming up with characters because I knew that in D&D you come up with your own characters. I will say, I never truly got into D&D until I saw a a YouTube video of, of, of a session, believe it or not. Now, most people say they got into D&D because of Critical Role. For me, it was for the uh, this little group called Hero Squad. Hero Squad! They got me into D&D because I watched their videos and I, I used to listen to it while I was at work. You know, while I was working, I went uh, about... Whenever I was, I was like on lot, or I had just, or I was just on my own, you know. And they usually allow ear, but then I had, I had D and D playing in my head, in my ear, while I was uh, minding my own business, you know. No one was, while I was my own business, doing my own things, you know. And I listened to it, and I fell in love with the story they're making, with the world they're making. I fell in love with the characters. I wanted to know more about it, and I truly enjoyed it. To the point where I started, again, coming up with my own scenarios. I made my own characters. I made a character that I wanted to play as. So when I moved out and I continued listening to more D&D stuff, and even more, uh, even more RPGs, I eventually got into Call of Cthulhu, and I got into Monsters of, Monsters of Mayhem. I even got into Adventures Zone, which honestly, that was a huge turning point for me. When I got into that, that immediately opened my eyes to what D&D could mean. How, how much D&D, how much fun D&D really is, you know? Mainly because it wasn't using any visuals, this was the, one of the first times I heard it audio-wise. Because uh, when I was to Hero Squad, I watched them, I used to watch the videos, I didn't listen to audio, I didn't listen to the background, I watched what they were doing. When I first heard audio-wise, I realized... This is something that I can play with people who are 
uh, online. I can play this online. I can play this with my voice instead of with a video or, or with or being in p person. So I decided to do what any other kid who didn't really know how to play, who didn't really know how to get to D&D did. I went online and looked up how to get into D&D, how to play with a party. That's when I discovered the site Roll20. And from then on, I basically went nuts. I looked for so many uh, campaigns. I could see if I could join some one-shots even. I was like, I want to join them. Oh, I have a character idea. I want to see if I can join them. And then someone actually let me join. And that person was Zeno. Welcome. Zeno was my first DM, and he was an awesome DM. And I had fun. I, I, cause I, the character I made for his campaign was my character Daniel, and Dale, if you know the character. <laughs> uh, I made him, and he was basically he, he was basically just this uh, half elf who also had the soul of a demon inside him. You know. Now, when I first made him, I made him a wizard. Because ah! I thought, ooh, wizard, I could do spells. That's cool. Because I didn't know what an artificer was. I didn't know what a warlock was. I had an idea what they were, but I was like, I don't know how to do this. I thought, wizard, wizard would do, you know? But my character kept changing on as well. When I first made him, I made him be this this guy who was very disgruntled, who didn't know what he was wanting to do, you know? Yeah, I'm tired. I want this to be over with. And the demon, Dale, he was the he was the guy who was like, I'm very excited, chaotic, yeah! That's what he was. Now, as years went by, that changed. Dale and Daniel switched personalities, basically. And, uh, you know, Dale was the- Dale is now the one that's, that's very serious. He's very serious, like, he's more- he's more or less refined. He wants to- he wants to do better. He wants to basically do his job. Cause he's a bounty hunter, that's what he does. And Daniel- and, da and Daniel- Daniel's the more excited- the more excited little boy who basically is uh, trying to learn everything. He's an artificer now instead of a uh, it? That's what that's what they do now. Uh, but yeah, but yeah. When I first played it, I didn't know what to do, how to play the game. I looked, at, I, looked I looked at the basics. But thankfully, I also had a great DM, Zeno. He helped me out. He taught me what I should do, how to play the game, and even walked me through some things I was very confused about. You know, I will say, even though that was my first D and D game, that was not. The best campaign. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong. Zeno did a great job. He tried his hardest. He did a great. He tried his hardest with what we what he was given, but the party we had was actually great. Uh, we had some. We had a member who was basically getting into trouble at always, and it, and it was the fact that he basically would almost always get himself killed. In fact, he even wanted to go off on his own at one point and leave the group very early on in the campaign. And instead, and when he and when he wanted to do that, he would have basically gotten himself killed when he did that. It basically because that's what he was done. But that's basically what happened. Uh, but from then on, I started learning more and more. I looked up videos. I watched. I watched other. I watched other YouTubers. I saw streams. I played more. That was until I decided to get to a certain point where I met the group I, I, I'm currently playing with now. One that I, honestly, I'm glad to be part of that group. And believe it or not, I met them on random chance. Because I was going to be in another campaign, 
And uh, we, we, there's a bunch of people that are going to be separate parties doing different things in this one big world that the DM was going to do on different days, you know? But at some point, that campaign basically just stopped because the guy, the, the DM didn't have enough time to do his more. His schedule changed, and so he scrapped the entire thing. But then there was this one person on there who was uh, uh, basically saying, like, yeah, basically, like, yeah, me and my group are looking for this. Me and my group are looking for someone to join a party, and if and if anyone wants to, they can join, you know? And so I said, you know what, why not? I'll join. I joined the party. That person joined the party. The group was pretty cool. There was a DM. His name is uh, Harith, or Joe. I, we call him Harith. He's pretty cool. The, uh, they were all pretty cool so far. Uh, the group was seems pretty fun. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> the uh, the person who got me to join their Discord left the group. <laughs> so my only connection <laughs> to the group, that so my connection to the group that got me there left the group, and I stuck. Apparently, I stayed behind. They left the group because they had their own time period. They schedule just changed as well. So I stayed with the group and. Uh, I played with them. At this moment, I, I this time I didn't play as Daniel. Though. I didn't play as Daniel Dale. I didn't play as them. I played a new character, a tiefling named Loxif. And if that sounds familiar, you know who that is exactly. Yeah, I played. I played as Loxif, my sorcerer tief, my draconic sorcerer tiefling, who dresses sharply with his hair slicked back and. Focuses more on lightning than uh, than fire. That's his. That's that's his proudness. You know, I played as him, and for those who don't know, which you guys wouldn't, he was not that way when he started out as well. He was not as dressy, sharp, or or as a uh, smooth. I guess I should say. He started off as very much a guy who looked like he was on the run. You know. A guy who a guy who wasn't dressed up. In fact, the guy who was living on his own. Like he looked like that as well. His hair was a mess. He had rags on. Like his clothes looked like they were handmade, and they were torn, and they kept they kept being sewed back together. Because he they were he basically kept re sewing his clothes back together, and they weren't like a, it wasn't a suit. It was just very much rags on him. Uh, cause that, that's what he saw it off as. Wasn't until like later on when I saw a meme, a meme of like a of D and D party members of them jumping out of a window, and there was a tiefling there, and he backed up window with us, flipping flipping off the guards and fell out the window like that. It wasn't until I saw that that I was like, "Ooh, I like that. I want I want my character to be like that. I want my character to look like that." So I legit draw, I legit drew inspiration from that one gif, that one meme gif, that basically. <laughs> I made my Loxif appearance on. I changed the entire appearance based on that one gif, and that's how it happened. So now Loxif is a snazzy dresser who tries to do good, but he also also dresses as a Sunday best because his mom wants him to. That's what his, his, his mom who's dead. He wants him to dress as Sunday best, so he dresses for her. That's what he does. But I joined this group, and... And the funny thing is that the, this group that I joined, uh, they have a very different time to me as well. Because they all live in England. They live in England. They live out there. And we're basically, like, when they're asleep, I'm awake, kind of. Like, they're basically, they're, like, five hours ahead of me, I think. 
So, like, <laughs> it's just funny, like, because, like, like, they were all, I was the only American in the group. But it was fun. We still had fun. We we had a first session. We enjoyed working off each other. And our characters were still, we were all, this was, we were all very much still getting into uh, talking to each other about characters, you know? The thing about this is the fact that Joe is a Joe is a very different DM from Zeno, you know, because Zeno was still Zeno was also new to DMing. He had a D, he had DM for like a year before, when I played with him. Joe, on the other hand, uh, he has he has DM'd for about two years, I think. I th he DM'd longer, I think. I think I think he DM'd longer for that. Uh, I might be, might be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe five years. I have no idea. I need to ask him. <laughs> But he DM'd a lot longer, so he knows what to do, what to do, how it goes. And the fact also, like when Zeno, when Zeno DMs, he sort of has he has an idea of what he wants to do, but he doesn't, but he doesn't know exactly what he wants because the players can change any time he wants. He focuses more on making our characters look cool than building the actual world and the story, you know. Uh, meanwhile, Joe, Joe, more feels like building on the world. Like, he has this entire world built, and he sets us in it, and basically lets us go explore the things he made, while also giving off details of the story that he has, which I love more. That, that, that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of DMing I love. I love it when someone has a story that has this world and the story that's planned out, and they show you bits of it piece by piece as you explore more of the world, you know? So that way your characters can piece that story together and try to basically fill in the blanks, I guess. You know, try basically like fill in the blanks and become part of that story, which I, I want that. I love that. It's awesome. It's amazing, you know? Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, like I was saying, uh, as the sessions continued on with this, we sort of got more and more into character. We lost, like, we lost a player... We lost well, we lost two players and then we gained an, and then we gained another you know we lost a player we gained a player we lost that player then we gained another player it, it happened a bunch but that's basically what happened with us you know we basically kept losing players but we gained another we finally gained our last player and she and uh, he's awesome you know he's awesome he play he's playing a female elf who is an artificer and the character's hilarious <laughs> Especially with what we've uh, done in the campaign, to actually give you guys an idea of what we've been through in this campaign and how how good of a DM Joe is, I'm gonna explain the first major event that happened in the session. The first, the moment where it solidified how good of a campaign this was going to be. Okay, so. This and this session, there was uh, me and my character Loxiv, my tiefling sorcerer. You know, uh, there was another guy who is uh, who called who's who's called George, and his character was a fire genasi named Phoenix. He he was a ranger slash fighter. You know, he's also the very idiotic character. Like he, he's he's more he's more brawn than brain. Basically, he's the himbo of the group. Uh, then we had 
I mean, another person named Seb. She, he, it's like he played a female human warlock uh, who was also a princess, but she was a hexblade warlock. Uh, and then we had one of our newer players who was, believe it or not, an artificer, who was also a minotaur. That's uh, that's what he was. His name was, uh, what was his name? Corrieth, uh, I think. It's a long time ago. We this was like a over a year ago, I think, and he we were all and our party was we were still very early on the session, you know, uh, in the campaign. I should say it's like a session three, I think. So we were so we were basically all going into a mountain to look for a lost boy, you know. Uh, someone's kid had gone, had gotten lost in the mountain, and we were going to go and try to get him out of there, bring back to his father. That's what we were going to do. So we got up there, and we discovered that the boy was father of the mountain. In fact, there was a reason why he was he was stuck there. It was because the mountain was full of goblins. Yeah, bunch of goblins. You know, we literally got attacked, and then we killed. Almost all the goblins that we uh, attacked us at first, except for one. We had one that kept, we kept one alive. We I we tied him up with my rope, my, you know, my my rope, and basically, we we were basically interrogating. We were like, okay, what's going on? What are you doing here? He would explain shit to us. It also didn't help with the fact that we didn't know goblin. None of us knew Whisper Goblin, so we couldn't understand him. He probably was trying to tell us, just trying to tell us what was going on, but we just couldn't understand all his goblins. Like, why are you saying? Speak English, damn you! We couldn't understand shit, so... So the, the princess, Arissa, that's, uh, that's Seb's character. So the princess, Arissa, she grabbed the goblin, hanged him over a cliff, and basically said, speak common, write it down if you need to. He wouldn't. He we wouldn't say shit. So she then dropped him off the cliff, off the mound, to his death. With my rope around him still. <laughs> Literally after that, my character, I legit said, Wait a minute, he still has my rope! <laughs> I lost 50 feet of hemp rope right there and there. <laughs> I never got it back. That was gone forever. <laughs> my character, to this day, still doesn't have hemp rope. He uses something else, but he still misses that hemp rope. <laughs> we were all laughing by that point. It was like, because we didn't realize, it was too late to realize that, oh yeah, my rope. But no, we even, the DM even said like, oh, you guys can untie him. But like, no, we were like, no, that wouldn't make any sense. If we untied him, then he would have fought back. No, we, we dropped him off. It's fine. I'll lose the rope. I'll get more later, probably. I still don't, though. <laughs> I never did get rope back. <laughs> uh, but anyway, after that, we uh, we continued onward into the mine, and we found more goblins. And instead of just just going out there fighting, we decided to try and sneak, you know. And uh, we we sneaked uh, uh, sneaked above them by basically being quiet. We rolled good stealth checks. We did a we found another goblin with his back turned towards us. So, so Phoenix, uh, that's George's character. He decided to use a spell to get rid of that goblin because we needed we needed to get past him. You know, there was an object there that we saw on the map. You know, and we needed to get past him to go check it out. So Phoenix 
used a spell called Mold Earth. He he used Mold Earth. He even asked DM, "Hey, uh, hey, is the ground uh, cracked or is it look is it uh, is it, is it look uh, gravelly? You know?" And the DM like, "Yeah, it kind of does." He said, "Okay, then I use Mold Earth to open a hole beneath the goblin and let the goblin fall fall into it," which he did. The goblin fell in the hole. Then Phoenix used Mold Earth again and covered the hole. He didn't fill the hole, he covered it. The goblin was still in the hole. And then we walked for on. From then on, that became the running gag of Mold Earth. Because every time something happened, the f George tried to regain that moment. That pure hilarity. So he kept use, trying to use Mold Earth whenever he could. Whenever he could. And we kept trying to get him to use it as well. Whenever there was a situation where we were like, you know what could work here? Mold Earth! The enemy's coming towards us! Capture his foot with Mold Earth! <laughs> he escaped through that wall, and yet there's debris in the way! Use Mold Earth to get through it, of course! <laughs> it became a running joke in our campaign that, that Phoenix's main use was to use Mold Earth. <laughs> and it only ever came back once or twice in the campaign. It was still funny, we still use it to this day. But as we uh, sort of went on to look at this uh, this crystal, you know, we went, we went to look at this crystal uh, that was in the uh, uh, the uh, the mountain, you know. Went to look at it, see what it was, and we didn't know what it was. Uh, that was until we found a journal. We found a journal that basically that, that basically said uh, that basically was said that this that this crystal was holding back a monster, a, a giant, a, base, a monster of pure power. And if, and if it ever got loose, that would basically mean, basically mean destruction upon lands of lands. Because it was so powerful that, not, that, that it took nearly all of the previous people's power to just contain this thing. And from what we could gather, there is a way to break this chain, basically. Uh, apparently, it was held together by some flames, you know? That's magical flames. And the only way to break it was to do a sun ritual. Now, we immediately assumed that, oh shit, these goblins are here probably to uh, do this ritual. So, we immediately ran out to a balcony where the flames were. And apparently, we were right. Because right there, Next to these flames was a hobgoblin doing the ritual to put out these flames. And three of them were already out. There was five flames. Three of the flames were already out. And guess what else? Remember that kid that we were looking for? That kid that we were sent in to bring back to the father? We found him. He was on the table. Frozen. Dead. Yeah, that kid that we came looking for. He was dead on the table frozen and so we immediately were like fuck we failed our first mission we need to we can't let him fucking we can't let him do this we can't let him like free this beast so immediately we ran to attack this hobgoblin now the thing about this was the fact that the dm had us roll something to uh it, it, it was basically to see, basically what would happen to us at that moment, because the 
the guy casts a spell on us immediately. I was the only one that failed the, the role. Everyone else succeeded. So everyone else went to go fight him. My character tried to, and then found that he couldn't move his legs. Because his legs were frozen solid. There was ice surrounding his legs, so he couldn't move his legs anymore. So while they all went to go fight, my character stood in the back. So what did I do instead of fight the guy? I just basically threw a fireball a firebolt to basically try to relit those flames. And it worked. I really won the flames. Only for the guy to continue the spell and immediately knock out two of those flames. So while uh, the group was the group was fighting hard, trying to basically bash him in and and knock him, knock him unconscious. The the last flame was dimming. It was getting to the point where it was almost out. And when it was the goblins hobgoblins turn again, the DM had us roll another save. To which I failed again. And everyone else succeeded again. So basically, I couldn't move my hands. It was to the point where I couldn't move my hands anymore. My entire body up towards my neck was frozen. My character couldn't move his hands anymore, so he couldn't do fireball. Fireball, he couldn't do fireball anymore. So instead, I decided to do a thaumaturgy to keep that one flame flickering. Trying to increase it to get the one flame firing up, you know? And we and we were fighting hard, we were punching, we were basically said, bam, bam, we were fighting, we were doing spells, we were slashing swords. And then the unthinkable happens. The flame goes out. The last flame goes out. The rest of the party freezes over. And the hobgoblin looks at us, smiling, and then he sings a song. Now up to this point, the music has been epic. The music has been big, loud. It, is, it has been, it has been basically a, a action music. You know, we've been trying to. It's it basically been a tempo like, oh, this is some shit. We need to get this down, or else do we? Or else this would be a bad. You know, this is a very important thing that happens. And as soon as we are freeze and the hobgoblin smiles, as soon as that last flame flickers, music, music stops. And then the hobgoblin sings a song. He sings a song that's called Rim of the Frost Maiden. It's on YouTube, look it up. He sings this while walking around us, you know, looking at each of us as we are all frozen solid. He's smiling, singing the song, and it, it, it's this creepy vibe as he's singing this as well. This uneasiness that basically it's foretelling of this being of this person is a this frost maiden who is a person of immense power and that and that she is coming basically and as he leaves we each feel like we're, we're going to die but we don't die you know we are you know basically there's something inside of, all of us a spark inside of all of us that keeps us alive long enough for us to basically for us to not die from being frozen, you know? In each of us, it was different as well. For Phoenix, it was a fire burning in his soul. For Arissa, it was this this green energy that seemed to originate inside her, especially from a sword as well, from a sword that seemed to basically keep her going. From, from Luxiv, it was this ancient power in the form of electricity that was sort of 
keep, sort of keeping me, uh, so keeping me aware, so running through that body. And for the Minotaur guy, for the Minotaur guy, it was a stone that he had found. The stone that he had on that seemingly burning, seemingly burning a hole in his pocket as he, uh, keeping him warm enough to where he wouldn't freeze. And the session ended that day with all of our characters barely hanging on while f being frozen. And the last thing that we hear as the Hobgoblin leaves, we hear the roaring of a gigantic monster finally being freed after so long. And that moment, that exact moment, was when I knew that this was going to be a great campaign. That this, th that this, that th Hraith, that this DM was going to ha use our characters in ways that, ways that would advance the story and would keep the plot interesting. And it has. We're still going to this day. It's been over a year, I think. We've been playing for a long time. We are near the end of the campaign, and it is still amazing. We we've even gotten to the point of playing the next campaign, which take which would probably take which would take years in the future. It would take place years in the future in the same world, but years in the future. We're already planning on what to do for the next campaign, and we are as interested in it as we have been the f the first time we played this. And I'm loving this campaign. I was. I'm loving it. We are loving this. You know, our, our DM has even said that he loves our group because of the fact that we we take this world seriously. You know, that we do take this seriously, but we still have fun. You know, we we don't. We're, we're not all like, okay, we can't have fun. No, no, we still have fun. We still laugh. We still play. We still do shit that, even though it would be angry, is still funny. Again, the mode earth with the goblin. By the way, that goblin is still there. Even after all these years, we never going back for him. He's still there. He's probably dead by now. If he's not dead, he probably got out. For I know Joe could bring him back and have him be a villain at some point. Who knows? But that goblin is still there. <laughs> Locked in the earth. Probably asphyxiating, or just already has at this point. But this is what I mean by D&D. I've grown so attached to these characters that I'm going to be sad when this campaign ends. But I'm also going to be happy because I feel like our characters have gone through this, this big arc. And we have gone through all these incredible, this incredible journey. We've all learned more about ourselves and more about our past even. It was just amazing. And we each feel more connected. Our characters feel more connected in this world. To the point where we literally have a connection deep in our lore. It is truly amazing how much we enjoy this campaign. And I want more of this. I want to do more of this. And I'm glad I'm doing more of this. This is, this is, what, what, like this is one of the few times I, I've actually got a sense of playing D&D and being a part of a grand story. Help building that story as well, and I love it. I love it so much. You know, I'm glad. I'm glad to have t be able to tell you guys this because I want to show my love. I want to show you guys how much D D, how much fun D D can be. You know, because again, this is the kind of thing I want to say. It's like, again, I didn't start off on the 
Mappa's campaign I ever played wasn't the best campaign. It, 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 we basically we ended the campaign early on because the Zeno couldn't play in the world because we were you know he 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 didn't he didn't want because he was running out of time and we didn't want to play in that world anymore. He 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 didn't like that the way the story was going, so we ended the campaign there, you know. But this is basically a message for all of you out there who who have played D and D who who start who started a campaign. And found that they didn't found that they didn't like the campaign that they didn't like how the campaign was going they didn't like how the story was going you know that they that, 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 that they didn't get that they weren't getting involved enough I say right now even though you think that D and D may not be for you at this campaign don't let the first campaign ruin D and D for you okay it literally got it literally took me a couple of campaigns to find one that I actually enjoy. It might take a couple for you guys as well. Who knows? Anyway, guys, that is the end of this video. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I know I did. I had fun talking about this. If you guys want to see more of this, please tell me. Because I honestly just do... I honestly just like doing this whole talking to you guys about things that happened in the, in the session. In sessions. And I, just, I, want to do, I want to do this more. I'm going to do this more, actually. I'm going to talk about more of this. You know, Talk more about DD stuff. Because this is still a DD channel. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, I know I did. I had a lot of fun. And uh, I'll see you guys in the next video, okay? Say bye, little Mindflayer. You saying bye. See you next time. Bye. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast version of my first episode of DD Talk. It was a lot of fun to go back to and actually re-edit as well. Considering the fact that I can add music and I actually have gotten better at my editing skills, I believe. I just want to let you guys know I will be moving the rest of the videos to a podcast version as well. But if you want to catch up or see me just act like an idiot on video, then go check out the original videos on my YouTube channel, The Curse Crew. There you can see me playing video games and also talking about D&D. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed and get ready for the next one because it will be coming out real soon.